0: Good afternoon and welcome to the inaugural podcast of Americans United for Peaceful Separation. My name is Stephen Axelman. I am one of the co-founders of this organization. Our purpose is to help the various serious independence organizations across the country to work together, to collaborate, and I'm very happy to have with me right now Marcus Ruiz Evans, who is the president of Yes California, and Elliot Axelman, who in addition to being the owner and president of Liberty Block, is the president of the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. So welcome.
1: It's Good to be here. Good to be here, good to be here. here.
0: So the major point that I wanna make in this very first podcast is who we are and who we are not. We are 100% peaceful, our only purpose In working together is to avoid anything that would, God forbid, bring this country to an end in a non-peaceful manner. Um, As you can see on AUPS website, probably on Yes California's website, FNHI's websites, and many others, there are way too many stories out there about will there be civil war, how to present, how to prevent civil war. And our main purpose, our absolute overriding purpose, is that we're trying to find a way to make everything go peacefully. And the other point of our organization is we work together well knowing that we disagree, sometimes strongly, vigorously, and vehemently on very serious issues. And that is exactly why we want to work together. Unfortunately, there are many other organizations across the country who seemingly will not work together because they disagree with us. And our point is that's why we want to work together because we disagree with you and we wanna peacefully separate. So I will try to talk a little bit less and turn it over to Mr. Ruiz Evans.
1: Uh, I was listening intently to everything that you said and I wanted to say thank you Rabbi for bringing us on. Um, obviously this organization was your uh, idea or brainstorm. I'm, certainly, I'm sure it was developed with other people, but certainly not by Yes California. So really appreciate you trying to make an effort to bring together all of the logical, rational, reasonable people, uh, trying to bring together all the logical, rational, reasonable people who support independence and secession in different states so that we could let people see that we're reasonable people, all of us. Nobody's talking about get your guns. Nobody's talking about doing anything illegal. Uh, a lot of Americans have this idea that when you talk about secession, you must mean 1861-style secession. And what I found talking to people across America, from Texas to New Hampshire, Florida, Colorado, Washington, is nobody's interested in that idea. Uh, people are interested in looking at legal paths to independence. Nobody's interested in forming armies and standing battles across fields with massive casualties, nobody's thinking about that at all. They think it's a horrible idea, they're not interested in that, nor could they get enough people to back them on that. But people are still interested in the topic of independence. And they were not dissuaded from it by the horrible story of the Civil War. So what we wanted to show is that there's a lot of Americans who don't want to be part of America, but still believe in peace, and legal processes and going through the constitution and using the rule of law and ending up in a good uh, partnership with America at the other end of the stage. So we wanted to start showcasing to the American people, we're not what you have heard in the newspaper. We're regular, reasonable people who are looking into this because we are concerned and we're scared and we want a better future for everybody. So I want to salute you, the rabbi for doing this. And I also wanted to salute Liberty Block for constantly covering yes california over the last couple of years and helping to build the partnerships that it would take to create a show like this together thank you both
0: i want to point out before i turn back over to elliot that not everyone in this movement is a flaming liberal californian like marcus may be accused of being and not everybody is a radical libertarian like elliot may be accused of being we're a bunch of Good, regular, well-thought-out people who disagree on issues and because of that know that we have the best choice is to peacefully separate. Take it away, Elliot.
2: All right, a bunch of things. I'll try to remember all my points that I, I thought about while you two were speaking. Number one, yes, we're regular people. Um, we're not radical, gun-toting, um, crazy conservatives or anarchists. We're paramedics. We're software engineers. We're rabbis. We're therapists. We're regular people. I think the NRA, I believe it was the NRA did a uh, commercial a few months ago or a few years ago saying like I'm a nurse and I'm the NRA and it showed a nurse a regular person like a normal person holding a rifle and I'm a police officer and I'm a tow truck driver you know just normalizing it and saying we're normal people so I wanted to get that out of the way first um also I think Marcus mentioned there's we're a very peaceful movement as it says in the name AUPS Americans United for Peaceful Separation that's the Umbrella organization, of which a lot of the independence movements are a part of. And they're one of the uh, producers of this podcast, along with the Liberty Block and it, it. So um there is very little appetite for violence or uh force or, or anything besides for peaceful separation in the United States. And and Marcus, I I don't know if we've chatted about this yet over the last few weeks, but the big survey by Survey USA a few weeks ago found that in the eight states they looked at, and they looked at you know, thousands of people. Th- there was essentially no appetite, almost zero. A total of 6% of people in the United States, of everyone they asked, would support military action being used by the D.C. Empire against a state that seceded. So they asked, if a state left the Union, would you support them sending the troops in? You know how people say, if you secede where the federal government could and should send in the military to kill you or bring you back in the Union like Lincoln did? Again, this is not your great great grandfathers secession movement. This is not 1860. A lot of things are different. Black people and women are voting now. It's a very different world. It just is. So when people say, last secession ended in war, therefore this one will end in war, it's a ridiculous notion. It's like saying, when you tried to leave your abusive spouse, he beat you. So this time you try to leave, he'll beat you again. It's a it's a very different world now, 170, 160 years later. So very, very different. So yeah, there's there's essentially no appetite in New Hampshire It's 3%, but throughout the United States, it's 6% of people would support any military action. The overwhelming majority support If a state leaves, even if they don't support secession, if a state does leave, they're not going to support military action. And again, I always liken it to a divorce. If you don't want your wife to leave you, okay, you could ask her to stay. But if she does leave, will you let her go or shoot her in the back? Very, very few would actually take a gun and shoot their wife in the back if they left. And that's what we're talking about. We believe the D.C. Empire is abusing us. I've written uh, five, six books and about 100 articles about this now. We have an article with over 100 reasons why I believe the D.C. Empire is abusing me. And same with with all my friends. They're abusing us. So we want to leave. If if they're not happy about it, that's okay. That's their prerogative. But all we're asking is for them to not shoot us in the back when we do leave them.
0: I guess I I don't want to get too thick into the weeds here, but the president of the United States said today or yesterday that if we want to rebel against them, we need F-15s. So hopefully that is not mainstream America in thinking that if there were peaceful separation between states that someone would actually use F-15s against the American citizenry.
2: But again, the threats of violence, like like Eric Swalwell said, that, that, that well, if you, if you guys rebel, we have nukes. Again, the threats of violence pushes us more. If your wife says, I'm thinking about leaving you and you say, well, if you leave, I'm going to use violence and kill you. I'll catch you and, and tie you up and torture you and beat you and kill you. That's even more reason that she will feel pushed away. So whatever they do, it, it benefits the independence movement because whatever they do, things that are violent or threats, it pushes us away even more.
0: And I just I want to highlight New Hampshire, because for those who don't follow all the movements, New Hampshire is way ahead of any other state in the fact that they had, I believe, 13 co-sponsors of a referendum. Uh,
2: nine co-sponsor, nine sponsors, 13 voted yes
0: okay, Um, for a constitutional amendment to allow for referendum on independence. And within the last week or so, there was a complaint by a citizen to disqualify anyone who voted for that resolution, to disqualify them from holding office based on the 14th Amendment. And it was shut down five nothing, I believe. But New Hampshire, in that sense, is way ahead of the other states. We do know that Texas had a resolution, but it never got out of a committee, unfortunately.
2: Any legislative update from California?
1: Uh, well, I, I just wanted to comment on a few things you guys said. Uh, one is that we are, you know, all of us are pursuing this legally. And peacefully, and that's because we know what happens when you try to pursue violence. I remember my conversation with uh, Daniel Miller, of the Texas Nationalist Movement, and where we talked about Gene Sharp. Gene Sharp is the world ex. Gene Sharp is the world expert on uh, nonviolent revolutions around the world. Uh, he helped some of the uh, different color revolutions in Europe, etc. So, Gene Sharp is an expert on how to achieve independence for countries using nonviolence and legal mechanisms and I wrote about Gene Sharp in my book, and Daniel Miller also was a scholar of Gene Sharp. And I didn't know that till I, I was talking to him. And the reason was this. If you are an independence movement and you pursue violence, then the state will attempt to crush you. And the public will support the state in attempting to crush you. The reason is, is that the reason for states and governments is to protect the public. So if you appear violent, then you're threatening public safety. The government then has a traditional role going back to the formation of governments to protect the public. And typically, when you look at insurgencies and revolutions, when they go violent, and the moment anybody in the public starts getting hurt, the government can come in with a heavy fist and the public will support them and not your revolution, and they will crush it with a violent hand and nobody will back you. Now, I would compare that to the civil rights movement of the 1960s with Martin Luther King, where they were not violent and the system did try to crush them, but the public did not support the system and the system lost. So we can see where the use of violence equals failure for movements and the use of nonviolence can equal
2: success. Yes. I agree with pretty much everything, obviously, but I, I do have to uh, point out a distinction between, you said, legal and peaceful, or legal and nonviolent. There's a very big difference. We're, this movement should always be, at least if I have any say, always nonviolent. But to say that it's always going to be legal, meaning in accordance with what the politicians say is illegal, I don't know if I would always agree. Because if they say, it's, if they say tomorrow it's illegal to support independence... We're, we're going to technically be in violation of the law or, you know, we'll be technically only unle- unlawful or illegal. So like some people say that, that a lot of the things we do, like supporting freedom or independence is, is illegal. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being against the law, just like MLK and many others and Rosa Parks. Um, they were all criminals. They all broke the law, um, but they were moral and they were peaceful. And eventually they won because their movements were uh, peaceful, smart. They were on the right side of history. They were moral. Um, they just weren't technically, you know, in accordance with the law. So there's a big difference between legal and peaceful. I I, I
1: hear you. I got to push back a little bit though. I do hear you. Um, but so what you're talking about is counties and states declared it illegal. But you know when it went up to the federal level and up to the Supreme Court, they said that it was legal. So certainly, I'm sure the New Hampshire legislature will say something is illegal. That doesn't mean that's true. The Supreme Court or Congress has to pass a law saying that's legal. And these challenges can go all the way up to the federal level. So I would say, just because your county commissioner or state says it's illegal, doesn't mean they're
2: right. I've seen- What what happens when the Supreme Court of the United States says, secession is totally illegal. No state can ever leave, Then, then what happens?
1: Okay, so let me, let me get to that. Let me get to that. So first, uh, New Hampshire, your, you had different uh, elected officials trying to charge people there or with treason or something recently and bar them, and they went through the legal process to try to get some of your representatives barred for treason, and the whole thing fell apart. Now, I remember if we went back a month ago, we would have seen many New Hampshire elected officials say, damn it the law says this is treason in of story but they're all wrong now if i traveled back a time a month ago i would believe that i was breaking the law because these legally ele- elected officials told me i was but they were all wrong so when we're talking about legal and peaceful i want us to be very clear uh, about the law now If it goes up to the Supreme Court, and in theory, that's a theory you're proposing, the Supreme Court strikes down the right of secession, then yes, we're in a new uh, realm. However, I would even argue underneath that you could still argue for peaceful by, by going to international legal precedent. So there is a law that supersedes American law, and that's treaty law. According to the U.S. Constitution, all treaties supersede all domestic law. The Supreme Court's backed that up, I think, right up to the Obama presidency which means that treaties with the UN, treaties with other countries, treaties recognizing other countries supersede all domestic law. Uh, The United Nations uh, treaty with America is a treaty and it says you will recognize self-determination for all countries. So I would still argue, I get what you're saying, but I still think we can argue that we're on the right side of the law. And when we look at Martin Luther King and them, actually the law changed to their interpretation.
2: Exactly, so, no civil disobedience, which is okay. I, if you were around with Rosa Parks, you wouldn't condemn her. You would say that civil disobedience is okay because it's moral and it's peaceful.
0: Uh, I,
1: y- yes, and I would say that even then when they broke the law, they did it legally. So Martin Luther King would say, I'm going to go break the law. He would notify the authorities, then he would go break the law in front of everybody, and then he would turn himself in. So super legal following, breaking the law. Um, And and eventually, as I was pointing out, that was state law, which was trumped by federal law, who said, sorry, Martin Luther King's interpretation of American law is actually correct. And your Mississippi jurisdiction interpretation is wrong. We look at it that way. Martin Luther King was perfectly legal. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying there's some t- interpretation here, yeah. uh, and I don't want to give it up to anybody gets out there and says, well, I'm a lawyer, and what you're doing is illegal, because here in California, I've been accused by multiple lawyers of sedition and treason and all sorts of nasty stuff. None of it's panned out, and and
2: the reason is, is I looked into the law, and I didn't break it. And look at the but, definition of treason. It, it literally, and this is what they were saying in the ballot law commission a few days ago when that complaint was thrown out about the legislators, Um, treason and and rebellion always has to involve arms. The assistant attorney general was right there and in person. He was talking and he said that these people filed legislation. They did not pick up arms. They did not give uh, aid and comfort to our enemies. Who is the enemy? They didn't give aid and comfort to Russia and China. And, and, you know, actual enemies, which DC politicians actually do. They give money to Iran and China and Russia, actual enemies. Um, but these people like Matt and Mike, our friends, the legislators, did not um, raise any weapons and they did not give in comfort to enemies. So by any definition of treason or rebellion or insurrection, they were not guilty of that. So you can't remove them from the ballot under the 14th Amendment.
1: How are you treasonous against the government if you follow the processes enshrined by that government?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, treason is, I don't care what your government says, I'm leaving. So if we're following the law, pursued, this is the thing when people go, oh, you guys are treasonous. And I go, how? Oh, you guys hate the military and you disrespect the soldiers. And I go, how? Well, you, you want to break up America? And I go, no, I just want California gone. And I go, well, but still, you know, America and the flag. And I go, the soldiers in America and all of the officers pray, uh, give an oath to the Constitution not to the territorial integrity of America. That's true. If we are following the Constitution, what are we doing wrong? I mean, what are we doing wrong and bad and disrespectful if we're saying we're going
2: to follow the law as it was decided before we even got here? But the Um, borders can't be adjusted. The borders are enshrined in stone. The borders since 1776 have never moved at all. It's always been the exact same border of the United States. It's never changed and never will.
1: Right, but that's not in the law. So that's an interpretation with no legal. And it's changed
2: back. a million times. Um, whenever you know it went from thirteen states to that, fifty plus yeah. six. No, I love I love and this
1: because I, I have been accused so many times of insulting soldiers, because we have a bunch of vets out here in, in California and they go, Tell me how I'm doing it.
2: And most the, the biggest secessionists I have found are veterans and active duty soldiers. In fact, the New Hampshire Independence Pack. There's a pack now that started a few weeks ago, also in New Hampshire spontaneously. The the founder and chairman and the treasurer are both military veterans of the United States military, like one's Air Force, one's Army, I believe. So again, so many veterans are in this movement. We had Marines, mm-hmm. tons of Marines. 2016, 2017,
1: we had a lot of Marines, and they wouldn't necessarily go around saying their name, but they were down. And part of it was because they saw what America's doing with them abroad. So we have a ton of military here, a ton of milit- Marines. And a lot of them were like, yeah, I want to do this because I saw what our government does abroad, because
2: I did it for our government, because I was yep. like, oh my god, our country does this? My partner's wow. a, a Marine and a centrist. He's not even conservative or liberal. He's a centrist. And he was a Marine for years. And he's he's a really, really good, upstanding citizen. And, and he supports independence as well. Um, you know, He would like some some centrist states. He wants to see it, this, the union split up in some states, right, left, and center, and he would be in a centrist state. But even he supports independence. I uh, I remember one Marine we had,
1: and this is in 2016 in the height of it, and uh, there was so many insults against California from conservative states. And this Marine got on, uh, I think it was Twitter, and he goes, you know, I fought for this country. Um, and I just have to say, I'm looking at all these comments. None of you red state guys are begging California to stay. And as a Marine who fought to keep America together, I'm wondering what I was doing because I'm looking at how Americans talk to each other. And none of you are saying, oh, I'm upset with you, California, but please stay. A lot of you are saying, get the hell out. And, and that kind of shocked him and many other Marines into recognizing our movement. Cause they were like blown away by, we were telling them, look, america doesn't like california And they go yeah yeah that's just people complaining and i go no 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 bro it's real no, no no that's just people complaining then 2016 2017 came and it was real and they were shocked and they were coming to me going what the hell's going on and i go i told you what's up you're just seeing it for the first time and you go well i want out uh, so that's what we saw i do want to point out david a carrillo David A. Carrillo is the legal advisor for CNN and MSNBC TV. And in 2016, he said exactly what you said, Elliot, about how, you know, if certain states want to leave, is the federal government really going to roll tanks in to go claim them? David A. Carrillo, legal advisor for MSNBC and CNN, said, no, the federal government will not roll tanks in to go reclaim the state. So that's the legal advisor for two major networks backing up exactly what you said and exactly what that poll you mentioned said. Uh, By the way, I think that'd be a great topic for the next show. And and also I want to point out, I've heard this topic about you better get your A-15s and it's going to take a nuclear bomb. Now, I'm not for violence at all, but I want to point out how ignorant the leaders who say that are. So there was a place called Afghanistan
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there was a place called the Anbar Province of Iraq. And in both places, the American military was beaten and was not able to pass a population.
2: few guys with old crappy AKs. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas the United States is not a few. It's like a hundred million people with like pretty new ARs. Um yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and the geography landmass of the United States is like 5,000 times the size of Afghanistan, so or, or a lot bigger. So, yeah, they would not be successful.
1: And to make it even worse, so if you look at Afghanistan and you look at Vietnam, there is a reason why America lost both of those wars. They're mountain populations. So whenever you look at the history of warfare over the last 10,000 years, whenever you get into a super mountainous thing with tons of valleys and mountains and cliffs, really hard to invade that goes back to the spanish yep. america was frankly not able to get to most of the areas in afghanistan because there wasn't roads and it was difficult that's why there was an al-qaeda movement they could never wipe out uh vietnam was the same thing super mountainous terrain well guess what half of america is covered with mountains forests
2: jungles yeah. yeah
1: yeah and those mountains are 10 to 20 times the size of afghanistan so if America wasn't able to defeat an insurgency in the mountains of Vietnam and an insurgency in the mountains of Afghanistan, and America has 20 times the number of mountains and 20 times the number of people with guns,
2: what do you think is going to happen? But I'll do you one better. What was, uh, my dad probably knows this, what was the, the lowest approval rating of support for the Vietnam War at its lowest?
0: I don't know, but quite low. I don't know what it was.
2: Like 30%. 30 40 12 17%. That was like 30%. 30?
1: I would say so for my studying. It it was never like zero.
2: Okay, we can look it up. Because again, the, the support throughout the United States for rolling in the military to a state that secedes is 6%. That means it cannot happen. The Vietnam War, and I can look it up real quick now. The Vietnam War was falling apart, from what I understand, I wasn't around, because there was very little public support for it. Um, you know, there's very little support for that war and little support for Afghanistan. But when we're talking, it's not like 10, 20, 30, 50, 80 percent, 6 percent, just six single digit percent support for this, plus all the other issues. It could not happen. People say, but Alu, the D.C. Empire does things that the people don't want and they don't listen to the people and they're not very popular. I get it. That happens all the time. But this would be rolling in the military troops to one of the, you know, American states, where people have brothers and cousins and friends and neighbors in those states like New Hampshire um, with 6% support, it could not happen. There's there's zero chance. It wouldn't happen. And all my military friends said the military would refuse. All of them would refuse. Um, But yeah, I I have, one thing I wanted to mention what you said about California is people, America doesn't like California is yet, you know, if you were to ask everyone in the United States, how they feel about far progressive policies or Californians um, take out California, take out, Washington, Oregon, New York, New Jersey, Mass, Illinois, and ask everyone in the United States how they feel about California, you'd probably get around 90% of people saying, screw them, they should leave and or die. So it's about 90%. if so You take out the far progressive states. So again, and everyone admits that. No one, no one denies that. Almost nobody thinks we're all the same person, kumbaya. We are all exact carbon copies. Everyone knows that. But just to illustrate that, I'm going to try to share my screen. I wrote this article showing scientific surveys, massive, massive surveys of like four or 500,000 people, scientifically dispersed, randomized, um, but but scientific sampling um, done over like five years by civics. So it it looked at all of the biggest issues. So you guys see this here? Yeah. So over five years, they asked over 200,000 people, most surveys are a few hundred or a thousand or 2,000, over 200,000 people, scientific sampling of the United States, How do you feel about abortion? Guess what? They're all split. You you know, we could have guessed that. Look, they're all split. 30, 28, 27, 11. So 50, 50, 40, 40, right? Split on abortion. Do you support or not Joe Biden? 200,000 people over four years. Guess what? 54, 42 with the majority unfavorable, meaning the president, only 42% actually support the president who represents all of America, supposedly. Only 42%, not 100%, 42% support him. So what we have is we don't have unity, and the people do not like the leader of the United States. Next, how would you rate the condition of the economy right now? You think it would be objective? Nope. Over six, seven years, 600,000 respondents cannot agree on it. They're split 50-50. Very bad, fairly bad, fairly good. So I guess 54% or 64% say bad, and only... 31% 31% say good, again, very much split with the majority actually thinking that it's not going well. So again, the United States is not going well. Are things going in the right direction or wrong direction? Oh, look at this, 13% of people in the United States. So they asked uh, the biggest sampling that you'll find in a survey in the universe, uh, five years, 400,000 respondents, 13% say the United, United States is heading in the right direction. 78% say definitely wrong direction, meaning we should succeed. This is essentially saying 78% saying it's not working out. Let's put up the union again. Tremendous numbers. I don't also think they want goals. to break up
0: the union. I think they want to change which direction it's going in. I think everybody wants to rule each other rather than let everybody go their own way. I just want to point out, because we're going to wrap up soon. I want to point out that the governor of New York, I believe yesterday, came out very strongly and said, Lee Zeldin, and she mentioned some other people and said, You don't belong here. You're not New Yorkers. Get out of here. Go to Florida. And if it nice. doesn't speak to the need for peaceful separation and that we can't get along and that we're self sorting anyway, then I really don't know what does. So even those who would be against quote unquote national divorce still. Believe that we have to sort ourselves out because they don't want us and we don't want them. It's like Dan Bongino every other day says, Please do not come to Florida. We do not want you here. So, at the very least, we should each get to live in states that kind of espouse our own values. And at the very best, we should be like the European Union or the way the European Union was 25 years ago, a very loose confederation of sovereign countries. And that way, everybody can get along peacefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called California Imperialism. F.H. Buckley uh, wrote a book on secession. He's a former Trump speechwriter. And he said, you know, in California, our rules for you, but your federal rules not for us. Mm-hmm. And our rules for you, even if you don't like them, because we know best. And we want to use the federal system, of course, our thing on you. But we hate it when you guys do it to us, just mostly because... You don't have good ideas like we do, yep. but it's cool when we do it, but not cool when you do it. And 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 they think that's fine in California. And I have to say, uh, I didn't realize that until I read that in the book. And it's true. Having lived here my whole life, I, I never saw somebody put but that's absolutely the case. And it, it's not, it's not a good.
2: Uh, I've had his book, American Secession, sitting in my cart forever. Should I buy it? Is it worth reading? Yeah. Okay. I'll get it.
1: We are sane people. We are trying to come together. We are trying to use the law. Um, That's all I have to say. And I really appreciate this inaugural show.
0: Hey, so I think what we're gonna be doing going into the future is the groups represented here, hopefully a few other serious groups to get together regularly and talk about the things we do disagree about quite strongly our different viewpoints on major issues, and how we can also work together, support each other within the very different state legal systems in achieving what we all want, which is some kind of peaceful separation, some kind of amicable national divorce. So with that, I'm ready to wrap up. If anyone has any closing things they'd like to say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think national divorce has been trending on Twitter like the majority of the time for, I think, weeks. I don't know exactly how it works because I'm, I'm not quite in the hip, in the know of Twitter. Um, but it's on the side of my at least my screen. It says trending. National divorce has been there almost every time I, I log in, like almost every day for weeks now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing with this show, what I want to do, my view, is get people from every movement state independence movements so every other state that has a movement and i think every state has at least a small movement florida has a pretty good movement but it's pretty very decentralized no no big leadership um but anyone from, from Flexit, from florida exit please come on the show even if you're not the president of the movement or whatever anyone who wants to represent any movement if you're you know a decent speaker and you're mature and, and you want to work with us we would love to have anyone on the show at least i speak for myself when i say that um anyone who supports any independence movement in the union and and that's the big thing going forward. And we're all just going to talk and help each other and get some good debates, which is further proof that we need to separate from each other. and I, I think that's the big thing. So check out AmericansUPS.com, check out LibertyBlock.com, and and podia, com and Independence.org, and what else?
0: Again, people don't want to join up in the movement together because they disagree with us. And our point is that's exactly why you should join up with us.
1: Agreed, agreed. And I hope we can just show people who we are. I know you've all have watched the story, yes, California amount of slander that we've gone through. And then when Texas took off, they had slander. And then when you guys in New Hampshire took off, it was slander. So I was hoping we could at least get the truth out that we are not what the media says. Uh, we're reasonable people who care
2: about human life and, and the future. And we're the, like the most open, like down to earth people, people in New Hampshire, at least they know me. Whenever I speak at, at events, I take questions forever, like unscreened. I answer every question. If I don't know, I don't know. Um, and I, I like talking to everyone. I'll debate anyone. I've been begging for an anti-independence legislator to debate me for the last year or two. and And nobody has been willing to debate me. Um, you know, so we're very open, transparent. We're all here. We all would love to talk or debate or anything. So it's not like we're hiding or you know they'll they'll say we're all in in Russia. We're all Russian uh, operatives, and we don't want to talk and we're secretive. You know, we're all we're right here. Yeah, you're in California right now. You're in Fresno, I believe. I'm in New Hampshire. You know, he's in in New York. Or, but if you approach us on the street, like people know where I live. Everyone in Hampshire knows where I live. Um, people have my number and my email. It's aluaxman@gmail.com, alu at libertyblock.com. I'll do at someone at They know how to reach me. They have my number, my Facebook, my Twitter. Like, I'm very accessible, and I love talking and debating. So we're very open, and, uh, you know, I've written articles and books about independence, answering the questions, but I'll ins- I'm happy to answer questions to person. So we're, we're like, always here to be reached. We're very reachable.
0: By the way, if you're against secession and peaceful separation and have a really good idea how to keep people in this country from killing each other, we're open to hearing it. <laughs> Okay, with that, we're going to wrap up, and we hope to see you very soon on our next episode, and there will be much more information about this coming out in the near future. Meanwhile, we wish you a very good day.